change. This train not taking passengers. Hi everyone. <laughs> I've been meaning to start an episode off like that for ages. I keep forgetting to do it. Purely because, um. <laughs> purely because uh, Jimmy Drama keeps giving me shit about coughing before I start recording. So I, I coughed myself silly and then thought I'd, yeah, preempt the cough just for, for funsies. Um. <laughs> speaking of Jimmy Drama this one's going specifically out to him because I know he's going to be listening because he's got nothing else to do with his sad pathetic life <laughs> oh, I love it um, <laughs> um, he was with me when I went to buy the uh, what's it called the shelving unit for uh, my laundry area I've got a European laundry in my uh, my apartment and, um, yeah, I talked about it ages ago, how I came home and it fell apart and I bit the bullet and went to buy one and ended up doing the trek with, with Jimmy across, uh, I went to Kmart in Richmond and then I ended up going to Kmart in Coburg and gave him a call cause it was in the area and, um, the thing took forever to put together, ended up being, you know, uh, a couple mil too short to clear my washing machine, so I ended up going to Bunnings and just bought a couple bits of lumber, got them cut up, and then put them underneath the feet to chock them up. And he was trolling me; he was giving me shit, saying, "Yeah, totally worth the time and effort that you spent, you know, to get it right." And la la la. And I was just thinking the other day, in all my house, everything's chaos. The whole house is just shit. There's stuff everywhere, like the the. The office is just disgusting. There's papers on the ground from, you know, clients from a year ago and, you know, that I haven't had time to just muster up and throw out. There's always, like, just excess coffee mugs sitting uh, um, on my desk with tea, you know, and just, just bad plates, you know, from meals that I've had at the desk while I'm working. And I'll do laundry, like, eight times before I actually put anything away so it just stacks up in a washing basket and I, the logical thing would be to just put things away as you clean them, but my logical thing would be to go buy more washing baskets to just keep stacking shit up. <laughs> and I was sitting here too, I'm just realizing that it probably might be beneficial if we we're actually videotaping these things because I know I get a bit animated. But nevertheless, what my point was, um, <laughs> my point was is that the other day I was doing laundry and for the first time, since I moved out of home and started doing laundry independently, I switched up my laundry powder. You know, I went from whatever the hell I was using last time that was always on special but not. I went back to Omo. You know, the tried and true Omo that every Greek in Melbourne used. It was always on special. And I haven't used that. I haven't worn clothes that were washed with that powder since, yeah, I was, what, uh, 27, 26, I don't know. That's what the last time that my mum would have done my laundry for me. Or, you know, I did laundry in the house that I grew up in, and that's what was available. And it's the biggest hit of nostalgia. It's so strange. You know, I did the first load, and I did bed sheets, I did everything. And it was just so strange, like the nostalgia that we associate with, like, smells, sounds, 
places, names, like things like that. As soon as I did the, the washing and I could f- smell it wafting through my apartment, I just instantly felt like I was, you know, seven years old getting told off by my mum, you know, growing, growing up in Clayton. So bizarre. But the point was that my Euro laundry now, where it used to be a shit show and a place of absolute mayhem and pandemonium, now is probably my only form of comfort in the entire house because of the miraculous shelving unit that I've put together that was totally worth the trek across town to get, totally worth the pain in the ass to put together because I kept putting things I kept putting things up like wrong, you know, misaligned, backwards, upside down, all that sort of shit. You know, I put two, th- three quarters of the unit together and then realized something was backwards. I had to like redo it because I've all got the shitty, cheap, you know, Ikea spec instructions that are even worse because the diagrams don't actually suit real life. And there's no context for size. So they've got these screws. It's like you've got eight of these. You've got to use them with the dowel. But then... <laughs> There's no content. <laughs> There's no scale of comparison for scale of measure. So the the, the screw looks like it's you know five foot long, <laughs> but it's actually like three millimeters. Anyway, but yeah, screw you, Jimmy Drama. That shelving unit was totally worth the time to put together. Because now all my towels are nice and neat, tea towels are nice and neat. Everything just fits. You just push it in, take it out as you need it. You know, it's not a struggle to get the washing machine lid off open. <laughs> no, my luck, I'm going to go home and it will have collapsed just for the sheer fuck of it. <laughs> As is the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> so this is the first episode that I'm doing for 2023. I'd said I was going to try and get one done before the year wrapped that 22 wrapped up and I just ran out of time. And then I thought I'd try and get one done the first couple of days of the year, but yeah, again, ran out of time. And, um, today in all, all honesty, today we're meant to do a low hanging fruit episode with, uh, Jan and uh, Andy, but Jan has uh, pulled up with, um, yeah, he's feeling crook. He doesn't want to risk infection. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, um, period cramps <laughs> or menopause. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, Godspeed and good health. I'm sure I'll be back to coming in here and chewing through Krispy Kreme donuts while on uh, on mic, like as we've all come to love and expect. Um, <laughs> I'm really taking it out. See, this is the best thing because I'm sitting here by myself in the dark and I can just troll these people and there's no consequence whatsoever. They never speak to me again, but anyway, I digress. Um, speaking of Krispy Kremes, I've been feeling like crap like the last couple of weeks, months, <laughs> maybe year, I don't know. Just dog shit. And as every other mature-aged um, adult man does, I ignored it for as long as I could until I was yeah physically just not well, yeah, not in a good space. So I made an appointment with the GP and... The first thing was, she took my blood pressure, and she's like, your blood pressure's a bit high. And I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> I'm Greek. Like, what do you mean? Like, this is, she's, do you feel anxious? I go, no. No more than normal. She's, yeah, that's concerningly high. Uh, okay. So, she took blood. Um, didn't probe me. But, yeah, took blood, and um, 
got those results back. And then I went to, I got an ultra scan done a couple of days ago, had those results back. I meant to fast for the ultra scan. I had no idea. No idea. Me, the idiot, got up eating cereal. And they said, yeah, nah, you need to fast completely for this ultra scan. It was to check for gall, gallstone issues and things like that. There's a history of gallbladder issues and kidney issues on my mum's side. And there's a history of like uh, heart disease and strokes and stuff on my dad's side. So I'm pretty much a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Couple that with my crappy diet, lack of exercise and sunlight, and my <laughs> highly intensive work structure where I get nine days of the week on and six days in lieu of <laughs> put aside on a shelf <laughs> in my mind that I need off. Um, yeah, they're just waiting for me to collapse, basically. And so, yeah, I got all these scans done, just did a full physical, and they said to me, um, yeah, you've got high blood pressure, which has come as a result of high cholesterol, which has come, um, which has in turn led to a fatty liver. So, you know, we're bagging yawn out about it, you know, several months ago, a year ago, whenever it was, and now it's come to fruition and full circle that I'm now part of that category. Doctor said that, yeah, I'm too young to be put on, well, I'm not too young, but she wants to avoid putting me on, you know, pills to control the blood pressure just purely because I am overweight and unfit, which we know, and I do work too much, which we also know, but interestingly enough, don't earn enough money to survive. <laughs> so she said, you know, go organic, just lose some weight, try and get back in the gym, all that sort of stuff before we put you on pills, because once we put you on pills, you're on pills for life. So I was like, okay. The other flip of it is is that my arm got injured at work about just under a year ago. And, um, of course, I didn't follow through with any physio or chiro. I just went and got cortisone pumped into my elbow. And as a result, I've basically thrown my whole arm out of whack. And that's in turn fucked with my back, my neck, my knee. Like It's just everything's gone askew. So basically... You know, if you if you if you have pains in one point of your body, and you know your brain physically counteracts it by you're working, you know, counterba- counterbalancing the pain using uh, by using other muscles to achieve the same outcome of movement. So, because I can't bend my elbow properly or lift my shoulder, I'm actively engaging my back and my neck on my opposite side. So that's throwing everything out of kilt. I'm just, yeah, just a hot mess. And you're probably better off just putting me out the pasture and shooting me one of the two. Because, uh, yeah, it's not going to get good. So for the first time ever, I went to physio and I went to Cairo consistently. I'd done both before, just in the past due to injuries, but not as consistently as I've been going now. Work's paying for it, thank God, because there's no way I'd be able to afford the $300 it costs every week to go. Um, But you know what's been interesting is seeing the two play off against each other. And I don't, like, not out of disrespect, it's, it's, I know I've got a physio and a chiro that I've engaged with that have the best intentions for me and are really open and know their shit. But it's funny how the two industries are so interconnected, but they're not where it's like a dockers and painters sort of thing. You know, like they, um, 
they won't go as far as discrediting the other person, but they will go an extra mile to uh, emphasize the fact that they're different and not necessarily more beneficial, but definitely over-validating their place. And I, I suspect, I mean, this is something that I've sort of seen across the board when I discuss these things with physios and or chiros. And again, I'm not throwing my two people under the bus because they're brilliant, but it's just interesting just the, in, the, in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're both different. <laughs> yeah. But one could be a glorified masseuse and the other could be a glorified bone cracker. <laughs> uh, it's like in Seinfeld where um, George is dating that pianist and he says, uh, was it Jerry? Jerry that says that she rehearses for hours, warms up before she does a concert. And it's like, what do you think they do? Just crack their knuckles? I can't remember if I'm, I'm quoting the right person. Anyway. Regardless, that's been a big part of my life the last month. Um, yeah. And see, this is the problem where I have, like, with people donating money to the cause or, you know, when I knock back the idea of paid subscriptions. Consistency. You know, we I'd done back-to-back episodes for a good chunk of last year. And then come December, I just couldn't even find time to... And I'm actually at the studio, you know. I was in here a bit this last couple, uh, last few weeks. I've had you know, a couple of different clients in here recording things. And um, I kept saying I should sit here and do a session just for myself. And then I tried to convince myself to do a session in, at my house. And um, no, I found a reason to try and get back to the studio because it, it is a nice space. I shared a post the other day. I took a photo of in here and I, I captioned it with something like, you know, I still pinch myself. You know, I've mentioned it before how I always wanted a, I always wanted a studio when I was a kid, or well, not a kid, but when I first started doing all engineering. And the the thing is, I don't do any original production anymore. Um, I, you know, I don't do any of that sort of stuff. Why I wanted a studio back in the day, my motivations were different. But it was always like the plan, and I've had one now entirely on my own terms since 2019 or so mid-2019, but then it was never the right place. You know, the one I had before this, it was a way smaller space. And I just went through a whole lifestyle change. I had a whole bunch of different stuff sort of changing. So I didn't get to utilize it that much. And to be perfectly honest, I wasn't 100% comfortable in that joint. So when I moved out at the start of, um, it was the second, oh, was, when did I move in here? Start of 2021. So I think it's been nearly two years now. Yeah, it was the start of 2021, definitely. And I had Andy help me with the move. Yeah, you actually get motivated to to be in a space, to utilize it. I've mentioned this before. And even over the last month, like in December, I bought a cheap TV just so we could play Fight Night in uh, at the you know here comfortably. It's a big TV. Um, bought it. A couple of cheap speakers that crank out pretty good sound. Maybe spent ninety dollars there. Bunch of other little cables and things that I needed. You know, uh, just random stuff in the studio to make it a bit more ergonomically friendly and user friendly. Where it is at a point where I'm almost a hundred percent comfortable in here. You know, I know I can comfortably bring clients in now, record. It's nice. 
And um, I guess, yeah, I've achieved nothing else. At least I rented a room out and put all my toys in there from where I was a kid. Speaking of kid, today's uh, Lunar New Year, or at least this weekend was, so uh, Gongsi Fasai. Um, and what's the other one? I know it's a Cantonese. I keep forgetting the other one. Gongsi Fasai is, is deaf Cantonese? Definitely, I think. I should look that up. Hang on, wait a second. I remember like back in the day, um, Chinese New Year greeting. Here we go. Oh, no, wait, that is Mandarin. Is it? Why can't the internet just be more straightforward? Seriously? It is Mandarin. I should just ask a Chinese person. No, hang on. So it is Mandarin. Gongxi Fatsai is Mandarin and Gonghi Fachoi is um, Cantonese. That's the difference. Yes. So that, that literally means like wishing you health and prosperity, like wishing you money and good fortune. And um, yeah, I, I was at a shopping center uh, earlier today and I saw um, the line dancing. So yeah, local line dancers set up a show. Well, that's not a show. It's a ritual thing, traditional ritual, cultural ritual. And um, yeah, that took me back to being a kid and seeing it for the first time in Clayton. Yeah, you know, at the Vietnamese bakery, and yeah, it's, it's it's weird how certain things you know take you back. Like I said, smells, sounds, and places and names and things. I actually read into it a bit, like stuff like that is pretty cool because it, it transcends, um, like goes across different cultures and different countries. So, for anyone that didn't know, like Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year. You know, Chinese and Vietnamese have different, slightly different zodiac. They swapped out the cat for the rabbit and the uh, water buffalo for the ox. But other than that, it's essentially the same uh, grift. <laughs> grift. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting is, is the lion dancing sort of uh, ritual and tradition has so many, like, depending where you're from, where, like, like let's just take mainland China as an example, whether you're north, whether you're south, depending which one, depending, depending which interpretation, they've got different colours, representing different elements, different feelings. You know, the, the dance itself, you know, it just doesn't, you know, if you pay attention, it's not just some kid having epileptic fits, like, it's actually dance moves and inspires goes through martial arts as well. It's actually really cool. And the fact that it goes across, you know, not just Chinese culture, Vietnamese culture, Japanese do it and they've got their own take on it. You know, Koreans do it. Uh, you know, Indo, Balinese, anyone from Java does it. They've all got their own tale with it. They've all got their own story. And um, history and all that sort of thing, and then even in Africa, I can't remember which uh, which country it was, but they have their own version of it as well. It's nice just seeing this cultural thing. It's actually funny. <laughs> These lions were going sick, just cutting through the crowd, and they actually blocked blocked in this older couple on like mobility scooters. <laughs> this couple was sitting there on mobility scooters, just awash with these lions, just. Zooming past them and blocking them in. Oh, they were all in good fun. They they were laughing, but yeah, it was pretty funny to see. Um, it was a really weird start to the year on 
New Year's, was it New Year's Day? The day of New Year's Day, like that evening. I went for a drink in the city, just a crown with a couple friends, just catching up. And on the way back, we're walking back to my joint and there was a low-flying plane. I don't know how, we're talking about something to do with terrorism or something. I don't know what it was. And we've looked up and I've just seen this plane flying towards us. I said, man, that is really low-flying, like bad. Like we're in CBD South Bank and this plane legit, you felt you could reach out and touch it. And because it was dark as well. And like all the lights are sort of throwing the shadowing off. I'm like, is it just a visual, like a um, like an illumination sort of thing? Like, are we? It's not the right word to use, but anyway. And we're just sitting there, and as it's coming, I'm like, man, that is low. Like that is really low. And it was only just ascending at that point. And I said, how can this plane be ascending? It's it's hitting nearly the city. Like, where is it taking off from? There are no airfields around here. The nearest airfield, other than Tallamarine, is you know Moorabbin or whatever. And as we've turned and we're just following this plane, it legitimately looked like it was going to hit one of the buildings just opposite, like King's Way, like around there somewhere. And we freaked. At the last minute, it disappeared over the top of the building. And I swear to God, I've never been that nervous or scared. And one of the boys like, that I was with was like losing it. He's like, man, that legit looked way too close. I don't know. And I was looking for, like, reports of, like, low-flying planes and stuff, but couldn't find anything. But then again, like, you know, I don't know. I know, it sort of pains me. I'm sitting here, and I've actually taken off my tea because it's just too warm in this room. The aircon is still crap as, so I've got the fan slowly pushing hot air through the, <laughs> through the room. I'm just noticing my gut, and it really is a sign of the fact that I've got an older... I remember being shredded till like 20 just because I did martial arts for that long and played sport for that long and never drove anywhere, didn't really eat a lot of crap. And then as soon as I started drinking beer, like it all went downhill. And even if you go back to like 2019, 2018, I was still pretty fit. Like I'm seeing photos, especially because of Christmas, like, you know, your phone brings up all the memories from the year before and the year before and the year before. And now it's just being ruthless. Now it's just like, yeah, here's your memory from seven years ago where you looked healthier, had more money, and a lot more free time. <laughs> I don't know. It's depressing. You know, my knees actively hurt. And I asked my doctor, like, why do my knees hurt this much? Why are my ankles so sore? And she literally said, <laughs> well, you're carrying all the extra weight, so your knees are starting to... You know, <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks, Doc. <laughs> it makes me feel good. I don't know. I was relying on Uber Eats a bit just because I didn't have time to go do groceries. I was just working back to back to back. So I, I know I let it go. But you know what, man? There was an ad. It's popped up on YouTube a bunch. I keep getting the same ads. Like, the algorithm is sick. Like, I started looking to plan a trip to Europe or whatever. So all I get is kayak ads, like, nonstop. And even the ad for kayak annoys me because the song is like, hang on, I'm going to find 10 bucks. This kayak ad comes up every freaking five minutes. I'm going to search and <laughs> I'm going to search a video. And I, gu- I guarantee you, if I look up four different videos, at least once that kayak ad's going to play a hundred percent. I'm actually tempted now. 
All right, let's try. No! Instantly start saving on your travels. Expedia! Jesus! Is this not listening to me or what? That is scary. I talk about how kayak is shit and an Expedia ad comes up. Alright. I really want this kayak ad now. But I feel like because I've already watched an ad, it's not going to let me watch another video without an ad. And I think that's what's going to happen. Which sucks. Because I actually... For the purpose of this experiment, I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do. <sighs> Maybe if I actually just search the ad. Let's have a look. Kayak ad. Here we go. Aha. Okay. Now you're traveling. This ad. Garbage. Want to go get away, but book and travel, it seems to be so complicated. Till kayak made it easy, no more getting frustrated. We got hotels, cars, and flights, travel anywhere you like. Kayak is the only site you need. Desktop to mountain top, country hopping non-stop, popping killer price drops. Hashtag in a humble bragging, laughing when you're... So that's the irony. Memories and travel bags. The best part of the ad... Alright, typically they play that like 30... 20 second version, right? So it cuts off at that first, now you're traveling. I was on my couch out of it. And for some reason, the longer 30 second version started popping through. And the second second harmonization of those words actually sound pretty cool. Like as far as musically, you know, but you never hear it because the ad cuts out normally, typically. (sighs) Jesus. The thing about that ad that shits me it's like, okay, now I'm forced because I, now I'm forced to actually listen to the whole thing again because I need the, I keep forgetting the lyrics. Hang on. Captions, so I don't have to listen to it again. Of course there's no captions. You dog. All right, forced to listen to it again. Want to go get away, but book and travel, it seems to be so complicated. Till kayak there we go. That's what annoys me. Want to go get away, um, but booking seems so complicated. To kayak made it easy, no more. They got apps, hotels, no more getting frustrated. Whatever the hell she's saying, right? Kayak only just has only been around for a little while, not long. I mean, they're advertising the living shit out of it. Bookings, booking.com, Expedia, you know, all the other ones have existed for over a decade plus. I've used booking.com relentlessly. Now, it's not the fact that they're making it out like their app is so much better or stream, uh, seamless, you know, than the other competitors. This is what annoys me the most about that ad. The fact that you want to get away, but it all seems so complicated. What seems complicated? Booking a flight? Booking a hotel? Because I tell you what, man, if you find that process complicated, I'm not so much concerned as you getting lost or frustrated with your you're making the booking, but more concerned about where you're actually pulling in money to pay for a fucking holiday. If you find that being complicated, <laughs> I, I, I had a credit card scam. I got scammed um, probably just after Christmas. I, I went to bed one night and I, w- I look, woke up, my credit card had been maxed out and it was like 300 bucks odd, whatever, of uh, charges to um, a B- BWS online. And someone had ordered like 200 bucks worth of food. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's a lot of food and booze. 
but you know, I'm glad they know what they're doing. And um, so I, I cancelled that. Actually, I didn't even cancel it. You know what happened? I called up at that hour, you know, like midnight, whatever it was. I was in bed. I was wrecked. And I've called up. They put me on hold for like 25 minutes, and I fell asleep. So I fell asleep with the phone, like just on hold. So I've, I've woken up in the morning, tried again, 20, 30 minutes later, I get through. Emergency, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah, the woman said, look, you know, obviously, I go, look, I'm disputing these charges, or if you want to dispute them, you know, just put a block on your card and I'll file the dispute. I said, okay, cool. I've never had my card scammed ever. I've been using online internet banking and all that sort of stuff for years. Never been scammed ever on money. This was the first time ever that I had like uh, unauthorized transactions. So I said, yeah, well, I, of course I'm disputing it. I didn't make them. She says, okay, I leave it. And then at some point during the day, I'm like, you know what? I'll put a block on my card. Then that evening, I get a message saying someone attempted a transaction on your phone, on your card, seeing as you, you put a block on it. Someone's attempted. So I've called up again and got an, another girl. It's again, it was midnight. It was late. And the next woman on the phone said, yeah, like, you know, you had your phone blocked, blah, blah, blah. Why is it blocked? I said, well, because it was scammed. I'm disputing the charges. And it's like, well, the dispute hasn't been processed. I said, when do I have to process it? How does it get processed? Oh, well, you need to cancel your card. I said, well, I wasn't informed. It's like, yeah, well, we can't, dis- cancel- we can't process a dispute unless you've canceled your card. And at this point, your card isn't cancelled. It's only the block that you put on. Okay, so then what the hell was I doing with the one on the phone in the first place that I waited on the, you know, after 40 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Fantastic. Thanks. Anyway, so you look, fair play to them. The money was refunded pretty quickly. I got a new card, but the problem is, is that almost 85% of my life is direct debited because otherwise I'd forget to pay things. So slowly, slowly, I started getting a, an influx of messages saying, hey, you owe us money, your card bounced, which I totally expect, but your card bounced, we need your new details. And um, yeah, that's been fun the last couple of weeks, stopping every, everything I do every couple of minutes to like beg these people to not, to waive, waive like the, um, the late fee. Look, man, it's not my fault. I just got a card. <laughs> And they've been, mostly everyone's been pretty good about that too, which is good. The only other thing I can think of, speaking of ads, Domino's. Domino's has an ad on YouTube as well. And it's some dad talking to like, I don't know, I'm assuming they're his kids or something. And he says something like, you know, who feels like pizza? And then he's like, I've got just the coupon. And then it shows him rifling through like a drawer with like a million coupons. And then he like, he leans back and just goes, Expired! Like, you know, his whole world's collapsing. And it's like, hang on, man. What's Domino's worth? Like, five bucks a pizza? Seven? Like, I know it's bottom of the barrel shit. It's like, how much could you be saving with a coupon for Domino's? You're already paying, like, nothing. Are they literally just giving you an empty box with, like, grease in it? (laughs) And then, you know what doesn't make sense is the ad itself. The dad's in a house... That looks well, pretty well established. But he's dying because his coupon for Domino's has expired? Like, I get you're meant to, you know, suspend reality and suspend 
disbelief a bit or whatever, but for fuck's sakes, like, marketing has just gone up the arse. It's like, I don't think people living in houses like that would be dying over dominoes or hoarding them the way it looks like in the, in the fucking ad. Having a drawer filled with the shit, like confetti. Far out, man. Speaking of confetti, do you know who should have gotten a ticket tape parade? It's Nick Curios for his brilliant call. I love how the media is still making him out to be the bane of like Australia's existence, but he plays an exhibition game with Novak Djokovic and sells out within seconds. And I love how they keep trying to amp up like the whole "we don't need Nick Kyrgios." <laughs> We've got other homegrown superstars. <laughs> and everyone just dies in the ass. Oh, I don't know. He's a polarizing figure. Jesus. Fuck, I'm so tired. I have zero energy. I'm at that bad point of like being that tired where you binge eat just sugar and crap to stay awake. But it's that toxic cycle because you can't get proper sleep. You don't get proper rest. Your body goes to shit. I should be doing like a bike ride or something tonight, but I'm. Honestly, going to go home and fall asleep. Maybe I could fall asleep here. I've always wanted to just sleep on my couch in the studio. It is so comfortable. And it's so quiet here. It is just the nicest place to just chill out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You know what the other thing was? Speaking about polarizing figures. Dana White. Dana White was in the news not long ago, like last two weeks ago or something. He got into a fisticuff with his wife. They'll get him with an argument. She slapped him, so he slapped her back. And they're instantly out trying to reprimand him and say, hey, you know, cancel him, cancel UFC, blah, blah, blah. We can't have this going on. And it's just like, hang on. (laughs) He got slapped by his wife, so he slapped her back. And the knives are out. And I'm in the camp of you shouldn't hit women, ever, right? Now I watched him Bruges with... um, Colin Farrell, and he talks about how if, if anyone ever comes at him with a bottle, that's fair play, man or woman. A bottle is fair play to, to, to throw a punch. And he insults this Canadian dude and then punches him out. So then he's, the guy's missus has a go, swing at him with a bottle. And he goes, a bottle, fuck you then. And then, like, punches her in the face as well. <laughs> so I'm in the camp of, like, yeah, you shouldn't be punching women, like, whatever the issue is. But he, he got slapped, so like, they were both drunk as well. So he gets slapped, he slaps her back, and then they've come out like to cancel him for it. And he says, look, we're both drinking. It was a heated argument. I sh-, and he came out and said the same thing. Like, I should never have obviously raised my hand. It's completely uncharacteristic. You know, it's, um, it goes against character. And she came out and confirmed this. said, you know, this has never happened. You know, we've been married for how many years? Well, it's just interesting, the double standards, yet again, in, so in media, just generally. And there's two examples that I've been thinking of. One popped up today, but I couldn't figure out what the double standard was and, like, why. So one thing you see in media is always um, vast age differences. So every time a, a, an older dude hooks up with, like, a younger a woman, you know, it's like, oh, you know, uh, sugar daddy shit or like whatever this guy's a pedophile blah 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 and it was Buzz Aldrin the second man to walk on the moon he's 93 
and he married like a physician, uh, someone, no, he married a scientist that worked for him who's like 30 years younger than him. So she's like 60-something. But she's had like heaps of work done. So she looks like that ghoulishly young age <laughs> compared to him, who's 93. But they never once said how there's such a vast age gap and la, la, la. It's like, well, he's 90, she's 60. That's 30 years. Pretty sure if we all hooked up with people 30 years younger than us, there'd be a disparity. In the <laughs> Context is always a good thing. And then the other one was, if you search, I remember I found this online. And I actually searched it just to see for myself because I wanted to see if it was true, if it was like part of the algorithm again, like that other shit. But if you Google, if you Google why my wife yells at me, the first thing that comes up is an example and says some key reasons your wife may yell at you. She doesn't feel heard, so she raises her voice. She shouts at you because she, she feels you don't help enough. Your wife may lose her temper because chores and house stuff don't feel fair. She yells because you didn't follow through on an agreement or a promise. In other words, justifying why your wife would yell at you and reasons why. If you search why my husband yells at you, the first thing that comes up is White Ribbon Australia helpline. This is a 24-hour national sexual assault family and domestic violence counselling line for any Australian who's experienced and blah, 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 blah. If you want to talk about disparity, man, like, come on. The first Google search, the algorithm brings up key reasons why your wife may be yelling at you, and this is why, because you're a piece of shit. <laughs> if, if your husband yells at you, here's help to reach out to. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm actually very, very tired. This is probably going to do more harm than good. But anyway... I need to go to my car and get a USB. Fucking what a trainer. I wonder how long this is going to take to convert. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, look, yeah, apologies for the delay in episodes. Um, I've got a few people lined up that I want to bring in outside of the uh, low-hanging fruit. Just not sure when I'm going to get to do it. These next two months are really crucial. I'm really, really busy. Uh, but... Keep liking, sharing, following, subscribing. Last year was one of our busiest years ever. Most you know episodes sort of done with new guests, most listens, all that sort of thing. Appreciate everyone that listens, everyone that's not vocal about it, everyone that's too embarrassed to share that they actually do. I was going to try a big marketing campaign with a few different things, but that's going to the wayside just because I've had all these other expenses pop up. So I'm going to do a few little things, but nothing special. Um, yeah, again, if you've... The biggest compliment you can pay us is not donate money, not buy us a coffee. Just like our stuff and share it, reshare it. One tweet is worth millions to me. You know, one reshare on Instagram or Facey. Send a link to someone you think may like listening to this crap. I can only, I can only do what I can do. You know, it's grown as organically as it can, but it could always grow more. And that'll help bring in better quality episodes of a high caliber. Jesus, my eyes are actually shut. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm gonna, I definitely need a nap before I, I start work again. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, if you have anyone that you think we should bring in for a chat, you know, by all means, flick them through, push them in this direction. Yeah, if you know what the quality of these, these episodes are, it's just interesting stories. You know, humans, <laughs> real, 
money for people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to say a big thank you to, because I didn't get a chance to, I want to say a big thank you to everyone that took part last year. Yeah, everyone that came in over the course of the year. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we had so many interesting people come in, take time out of their schedule to sit down in this dark, dingy room and talk smack and be honest and open you know, about themselves and their lives and their experiences. Um, it is actually pretty cool when you, when you stop and think about it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to check out. I'm really tired. Um, smoke crack. <laughs> Hold up. 